It's time for another episode of the Franchise Business Radio Show, broadcasting live from the Pro Business Channel Studios in Atlanta. Sponsored by Franchise Intellect, a full-service franchise consulting and development firm. More info at FranchiseIntellect.com. Also made possible in part by Social Joey, the social media experts that provide a hyper-local presence for your franchise. More info at SocialJoey.com. And now, here's your host, Pam Curry. Hello, this is Pamela Curry, host of the Franchise Business Radio Show, a platform for bringing together franchise professionals and resources to connect, educate, and collaborate to serve the franchise community and franchise consumer. Uh, we have uh, a great little setup here in the studio today and, and just want to say hello to our listeners. Um, as it turns out, our co-host and sponsor, Ken Douglas, with Social Joey, was not able to join us today, Rich. Where's he at in Hawaii or somewhere? Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. He wishes. He wishes mm-hmm. he was there. Yeah. yeah, he's not feeling well. We know the real deal. Yeah, well, yeah. We're, we're kind of hey, we're having a little flashback, you and yeah. I, Ken, right? This is the way it kicked off the original <laughs> series, whatever, yeah. Absolutely. Well, we definitely want to give a shout-out to Ken let him know that he is being missed, whether he's on the beach or, or at home. Or in bed, yeah. Yeah, right. Um, healing, and that's the whole social uh, Joey crowd, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Shout out to those guys. Absolutely. And although uh, Ken is not in the studio, he is going to be here in spirit with us, and he did give me some news and some announcements to share in regards to what's going on within the franchise industry, and uh, definitely will share that with our listeners at the end of the show. Perfect. Look forward to that. So, so let's talk about who is in the studio. Um, I am very excited. Obviously, I have my producer and co-host uh, for today's show, Rich Casanova, right? Here. Hello, here, <laughs> Chuck. Uh, and Rich, I am super excited about this show and specifically our guest. And let me tell you why. Um, we are actually doing a spotlight show today with a unique emerging franchise opportunity in the fundraising sector. And that's fun with a capital F-U-N, right? (laughs) (laughs) Fundraising. Fundraising. That's absolutely right. And the name of the franchise is CG3 Battery Fundraising. And our guest is the founder and CEO, Charles Gross. Welcome, Charles. Oh, no. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. We're really excited to have you in the studio. And before we uh, learn a little bit more about CG3 Battery Fundraising, I just want to give my listeners uh, a little bit of information about you. Okay. Uh, yeah. Charles has a background in eco econometrics. Tricks. Econometrics. Yeah. That's a, ooh. And did he just make that word up? Yeah, yeah. I was it sounds very high tech. Yeah. What can I do to sound the most right. sophisticated? Exactly. Yeah. I may borrow that one. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so Charles has a background in econometrics and corporate law. Charles served for over 25 years as the general counsel and held various business executive roles for companies like Racetrack, Barco, Glock, mm-hmm. and WAI Global. Yep. He currently lives north of Atlanta with his wife, Sarah, and two daughters. Would you like to give a shout-out to your wife and daughters? Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Obviously, Charles is not all work. He does have fun, and some of his hobbies include golf, traveling, and competitive swimming. Um, And why we have Charles in the studio today is because Charles created and founded CG3 Battery Fundraising, 
with the goal and the intention of operating a lean and efficient company uh, while offering a unique product to the fundraising market. Obviously, in doing so, CG3 mm-hmm. has tapped into a lucrative niche market while helping organizations raise much-needed funds for great causes. Really unique. And, and that's why uh, one of the many reasons why I'm really excited about having you in the studio. Uh, how about this? First things first. Yes. Give us a little bit of history, Charles. Who is CG3? Okay. So I retired four years ago. Um, was blessed to be able to retire a little bit earlier than what most people do and uh, did all the obligatory traveling and and did the uh, um, uh, first time since I was 14 years old that I was uh, not working and then about two years in decided I wanted to start my own business and I looked at purchasing uh, several different businesses and what I realized when I did that was that uh, I was going to buy everybody else's problems one way or another you get through the due diligence process Mm and 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 it it sort of creeped into my mind why don't I just start my own company Makes and sense. and that uh, would give me the opportunity as well to take the years of experience that I had both not just from the legal aspect but also from the business aspect of what I've been able to learn and really run it the way I wanted to run it absolutely um, so uh, I remembered way back in my prior life uh, I had visited a factory uh, that had a battery uh, a component to it um, and uh, I have a very good friend in Fort Lauderdale by the name of Steve Dwoskin and and he um, he he, uh, he had uh, also visited this factory, um, um, for, and we worked together in a prior company. And uh, um, he is an expert at sourcing, mm. and he, 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 he and I talked about it, and he convinced me that it was the perfect thing to do and has, has mentored me a little bit along the way, and well, actually a lot along the way, <laughs> and, uh, um, and has really gotten it, you know, helped me uh, develop it to the to what it is today and it's it's sort of a a a weird track that we took actually to be honest with you uh we started off um as a uh as a battery company uh selling retail accounts and selling on the internet okay then uh pretty standard right standard stuff you know you do the amazon you do the ebay and you find out the the different e-commerce and you set your own uh website up uh and then uh, um then you you go hit accounts and you find manufacturers reps that that no accounts and get into accounts and 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 the like and and it was it was I enjoyed it I did sure. but one day my wife was actually uh, playing tennis with her tennis partner okay and she uh, uh, she brought one of our water re- uh, resistant boxes it was a, one of the f- very brand new ones that we did when we here I get it when we first uh, when we oh. first did it. Uh, when we first had it developed, and she brought it and and, and put with an assortment of batteries in it, and, and just to show her tennis partner uh, what we were doing, and and she and the tennis partner loved it. Um, and Jerry said, "Can we use it for fundraising um, for a band booster um, for okay. a band high school band?" And uh, Sarah came home and and brought the idea to me, and I thought about it. And I thought, well, I don't know how that would really work. It's sort of out of the box. Uh, <laughs> no so, pun intended. Is it in the box or out of the box? Yeah, so you put it in the box, yeah. Uh, before anything went in the box, it was definitely out of the box. Uh, so I crunched the numbers a little bit and thought about the concept of it, and uh, you know, just a bike like. 
most of your listeners um, are. Uh, we, you know, we have had our share of fundraising throughout the uh, years. Uh, we've been exposed to mm-hmm. the daughters coming home with uh, with with all the catalogs and with all the um, interesting products and useful <laughs> useful products. Uh, and so, the more I thought about it, we did a little bit of research, and uh, um, the more research that it did, the better I liked it. Mm. And so we ran that very first fundraiser. It was it was a success. It really it really surprised us. So um, so what happened is we spent the next uh, six months doing uh, the market research, finding out sort of what is this whole fundraising world like. Did not in a million years know that it was a one point six million dollar market. Huge. No, I'm sorry, billion dollar market. Billion dollar, huge industry, uh, right? A huge industry and very uh, fragmented. Very fragmented, very localized. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so we learned a couple key things is in, in doing our research and doing our uh, a little test market is one it is a lot bigger than we thought it was. Mm-hmm. Two, um, it. Uh, the people that have been doing it for all these years have been doing it the same way, mm. with the same products. Mm-hmm. Um, so the model is has not really changed. And then three, and probably the key point that we really learned, and this when I realized, hey, this is not just okay, something interesting to do as a as a side. This is a business in and of itself. Absolutely. Is the fundraising organizations out there? are in, not only in desperate need of, 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 of funds, of cash, of mm-hmm. raising money, budgets, just if you're a school, if you're a nonprofit, if you are a church, uh, the budgets just, they still don't add up, and there's more requirements in, in for, for capital and, and, and less ways to get it. Right. Um, uh, but they, they, they were in, to a person uh, that we, we talked to during our test run, they, they all were looking for something different. They were all mm. looking for something new, something right. that wasn't popcorn, candy, uh, cookie dough, wrapping paper, coupon books, all the usual suspects, sure, right? Sure, sure. So uh, uh, we, we ran a test market uh, out in the Midwest. Uh, we picked mm-hmm. a, a couple states out there that we focused on, um, didn't put any marketing into it, didn't put any real effort other than we had um, a third of our uh, Midwest sales reps' time was spent going to some of these very local PTA shows. And we had a certain goal in mind of how many fundraisers we wanted to generate for mm-hmm. the spring and the fall, and we more than doubled it. That's fabulous. I can almost see this crystallized in your mind. I, I see the business forming, right? You, you, you start off kind of in a classic way, mm-hmm. right, as a manufacturer of batteries, which I want to get into the, the batteries themselves sure. and the quality of the product. It it somehow you fall into this fundraising sector and then all of a sudden it sparks mm-hmm. fly and you go, I get it. There is a whole nother untapped industry out here that's a billion dollar industry, highly fragmented, localized, no real leader, and you go, Oh, wait a minute, this is more than an opportunity to give back. This is the opportunity to build an actual business. Oh yeah. And um, so I, I totally see see it crystallizing here. Well, let let can we do this? Let's talk about the batteries. Okay. Um, obviously, that's where it all got started was the manufacturing of batteries. Tell us a little bit about the product, uh, the quality of the product. Sure. There are other batteries out there. Right. So the and this transcended all of the fundraising piece. This was the very 
first core principle that when I decided to start the company that I absolutely had to have, regardless mm-hmm. of the product, it had to be not just a really, really high-quality product, but it had to be at a price point that, that, that was not just competitive, but more than competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know everybody in the business world says that, right? Right. Well, well, there was no way what I had in mind was going to be successful without hitting both of those those targets uh, spot on. So, uh, spent with again with the help of Steve Dwoskin, um, uh in, in the factory, spent a um, good six months, probably closer to eight, getting the quality of these batteries manufactured right, making sure yeah. that um, that not only are the materials used in these batteries the absolute best that you can get, but the manufacturing process mm. is the best that you can get. And probably the most important piece of it is the quality control or the QC procedure that we use. So okay. every one of these batteries, um, we test the the raw materials that go into them. So we make sure the metals are pure. We make sure that the electrolytes are pure. Um, we make sure that they meet all of our specifications. We we monitor and we have people actually, they are, they're manufactured in a factory in China, okay? But okay. we have our people actually at that factory that and they, they um, make sure that the process that are being used um, is absolutely spot on what we, we require, mm-hmm. okay? And then before any battery gets on, on um, a boat or a plane to get here to the United States to get into our U.S. warehouse, what we do is we benchmark these batteries against Energizer, Duracell, and Rayovac. Okay. So there's two key components that that that, that uh, comprises of. One, the the batteries themselves have to perform as well or better than than um, the name we call them the name brands the big three. <laughs> I think he just called them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, think I, just, I think I called them by name. <laughs> yeah, he did. Uh, they have to perform equal or better, and our and ours do, and not just as as a one test, but I mean every single manufacturing run that we do, that's how they that's how they have to perform. Um, and just to step back for a second, we also have the way we test is we use an independent uh, um, testing firm, okay. consumer product testing firm, mm-hmm. to do the test so we'll pull off a random uh, um, a random number of the batteries off the line fly them over here they'll test them benchmark them against what you can get in the stores um, and then uh, uh, if is if everything's good then they're on their way right um, and, and just I mean for our listeners because I know we're in the studio and you might be watching us on YouTube too uh, potentially but I, I when we talk about batteries we're talking about your classic uh, right our double A's yep. we've got our, our, our triple A's nine volt season we got our nine volt for yeah, yeah. and our C's and our D's. Excellent, yep. and and they're all coming in a custom branded water resistant box. Yeah, yeah. And the the thing about the box, just real quickly, is uh, that box is designed. There's there's a lot of love that went into designing <laughs> that box. Uh, first of all, you that box um, uh, you can take in the shower. Run, run it, and not a bit of water will get into those batteries. Wow. And that's how that's one of the ways we we have a ten year shelf life guarantee on our batteries. So we'll guarantee those batteries operate with ninety percent of their power at the end of ten years. Okay? Wow! As long as you don't use them. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, but uh, the box is a box. Wait a, a minute. Part of Back up for a second. Ninety percent of their power. Yeah. Up to ten years. Right. 
Wow. And and mm-hmm. that's that's something other battery companies do. Uh, but but we, we will. <laughs> yeah, because sometimes you have some, uh, and you, everybody has that junk drawer in the kitchen, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, and, yeah. And you have those batteries <laughs> that are still kind of sealed in that cellophane from some widget you bought, you know, a year or two ago. And you go to use them, and they're just, uh, they're empty. Yeah, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll, well, they're either empty or what you'll see is you'll get that, like, white oh, yeah. sort of corrosion. That mm-hmm. looks yeah, corrosive. yeah what, I put that over my salad or whatever, yeah. That's right. <laughs> it's good seasoning. Uh, it's awful tangy, but it's really good. downhill. <laughs> what, what that is, just to, just to let you know, is those batteries, the metal is seamed. There's an actual seam where, where the two pieces of the metal connect. And uh-huh. how you seam that um, uh, uh, battery is, is the game very, changer. is very, very important. So the, the actual process that you use for that is important. Well, I think an interesting observation I made is that you have on-site at the actual factory your team uh, doing QC. We do. Yeah. We do. And That's that, pretty that impressive. Was, that was – there is no other way – to maintain the quality, the levels that we we have to have as our core mm-hmm. portion of our business. Well, otherwise, you have that. to literally check every single battery um, manually. Sure, you know, one by one. So yeah, it makes sure. sense. Yeah, we could, uh, we, you know, we could do a master level class on QC. And <laughs> exactly. All. Like, that's episode two. <laughs> that's, that's battery talk two. radio. Yeah, that's another show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the other thing with the box in and of itself, not only does it protect the batteries, and, and you'll notice also with these batteries, um, you'll notice that the batteries themselves in the box are cellophane, right? right? Yeah. yeah. That's just another level of protecting it from the elements. But the thing with the box as well uh, in the design of it is that that box has very specific um, dimensions, okay? So if you if you look at it, the 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 height of the box is is small. Right. Mm-hmm. That allows it to fit in any drawer and not just uh, uh, your kitchen drawer instead right, yeah. of your mess in your right, kitchen right, exactly. drawer. <laughs> and, and we all have Why do you look at me when you say right. junk drawer in the kitchen? Yeah. Because we know. Yeah. <laughs> We've been told. But, but, but that box is designed to fit into boat cabinets. It's designed nice. to fit into to toolboxes, tackle boxes. It's designed to fit into backpacks. It's designed to fit into RVs and take up very little space. And, and the, so, so almost a side benefit, once they uh, have used the batteries, and the, the box itself is kind of a unique uh, add-on or just icing on the cake. Well, we would right? love that they replace those batteries with our batteries inside that case. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But the, but the box really is a product in and of itself. Nice. It's, uh, it, you know, if you really wanted to put fishing lures in there, it'd work perfect. Yeah. Um, if you wanted to put pencils and pens in there, it'd work perfect. Um, and, and the other, the last piece of the box puzzle is uh, uh, it gave us the ability to brand the, yeah. the boxes to whatever, to whatever organization we wanted right. to. So, right. you know... It, and, and we do all of the branding um, and all of the assembly of the boxes in Atlanta, okay. in our facilities okay. uh, north of Atlanta. Uh, so, And we have all the printing capability there. So literally, if someone wants uh, their, their uh, box personally branded to their school okay right. they give us the logo we have we have uh people that do we'll we'll just quickly do the colors do the design we can make that uh this label so i'll show the people out here this yeah. label here we can make that look like anything i mean it is a blank cam- canvas okay. for us so yeah. so it really gives in, it becomes it, a promotional item on top of yeah, everything else yeah personalizing yeah. yeah and that's another that for the fun in the fundraiser world okay um and 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 what makes it uh, a good franchise business as well Mm -hmm. is is that gives you when you can personalize something for the fundraiser world sells a heck of a lot better okay if you have the school's name on there 
it's it's a it's it's different than if you're selling uh, popcorn that has someone else's right, name yeah. on it. Absolutely. From the uh, but we also have a whole division uh, that does promotional products. So this yeah. water-resistant box will take, like, for instance, uh, and this will get off a little bit yeah. farther of what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. But, it, but we can brand that, say you're a realtor. Right. Mm. And as a realtor, you want to promote your uh, real estate practice. There's really two ways you can do it, sure. right? The first way is you can have that branded with your picture, your logo, your contact information. So every time somebody needs a battery, they open the box, oh, yeah. they see you. Right. And there's all sorts of, of uh, research out there that says, you know, you see something five times, seven times, six times, whatever yes. that number is, right. uh, it ingrains in your brain. Absolutely. Okay. And I've got plenty of coffee cups and pens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> okay. yeah. Yeah. You do. Plenty of those. And you well, can put your pens inside the box. Whatever. That's right. <laughs> Don't put the coffee cup inside. Exactly. Or the coffee, yeah. <laughs> or the coffee, yeah. Or the, it will hold the coffee, actually. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But what makes it different than those those pens and coffee cups is this is something that when they open that box, it's something that they need. Mm-hmm. It's something that they they're can using. Utilize. It's something, and, and that has an that has a, a, an effect on, on the overall brand awareness. Right. Brand, in this case, being the realtor. Right. Sure. The other sort of cool thing about it is... Uh, we've got realtors that what they do is they they get a uh, uh, um 10, 15, 20 of these in, at closing mm. um, at the house. Mm-hmm. Okay, if they sell the house, they've got the little, they've got the assortment pack there because everyone needs batteries when they move into the to the new house or right. place, right. all the stuff. And then and then they've got a little little welcome card, and, and they do that on both sides of the equation. Yep, that makes sense. Well, uh, obviously, I mean, once you start getting your, when you start thinking about all the different ways that you could use this assortment pack of batteries, uh, obviously quality product, mm-hmm. uh, um, custom branded mm-hmm. uh, product. Right. Uh, you also found the niche in the fundraising sector. Yep. Uh, and then you decided, well, like any good business founder and owner, how do I want to take my concept and grow it? Yeah. And that's a, that's a, that is, you know, all of this, there's no other, I couldn't tell you how from the intersection to this intersection, we got down the road the way we did. It all just happened, right? Um, The one piece that I spent a lot of time when, when we realized early fall that our test market was not just meeting what our goals were but but just killing our goals and mm-hmm. and that hey you know what this is this is something you're on to something you're on to we're it. on yeah. something here yep. and we've really got something that that fundraising organizations and PTA moms and band directors and nonprofits they're really really gravitating towards it mm-hmm. and, and understand it and and really see it okay um, how do I expand that right, right. How, how do I take that from okay we're doing this great little test thing with my Midwest sales guy um, into make this thing a business and, and get national coverage and really start to to roll it out sure so I looked at several different things right, right. I, I looked at hiring employees I looked at um, Hiring reps, just the, the traditional manufacturer's rep, but here would be a fundraising rep. Okay. And then I realized, uh, um, and it was I was actually watching YouTube one evening, and uh, <laughs> there's a, a, a gentleman by the name of Robert Edwards with Franchise City. Yep. Saw one of his videos. And the more I watched his video, and we have a relationship with, with Robert mm-hmm. now, and, and I, I think he, he's great. 
he's I, I could talk the whole show on the things that he's done from a digital marketing standpoint that's really that's really propelled our company but from a franchising perspective um, what he what 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 those videos basically showed me was I knew I wanted a sales guy mm-hmm. uh, or a business executive or or a, a business guy that wanted his own business right right almost like the almost like what I did like okay I, I'm sick of working for people mm-hmm. okay I'm, I'm I wanted to do it my way. <laughs> yep. I want to do it my way. Well, well, that that he focused a lot on that on his video. So called him up. Um, we talked about it uh, um, uh, about what the franchise model would look like in CG 3s world, right? Right. Um, how to how to structure it in a way, and 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 he gave uh, me some really really good feedback a uh, really good feedback in really good direction and and basically uh decided uh decided in october sep- late september early october of this year hey i'm a franchise this mm-hmm. is it this is how we're going to do it and by end of november we were starting to market franchises yeah um, and, and 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 that's how i got introduced yeah, to you right absolutely. i mean um robert edwards is a, a colleague of mine who uh, he's a fellow franchise consultant. We collaborate and do things together. And he brought CG3 to our group. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, here we are now, right? And I and what's sort of ironic is, is when he introduced you uh, to me and I found out that you were actually in Georgia, mm-hmm. uh, well, then my interest got even more sparked, mm-hmm. uh, and it really started resonating with me. Uh, so. and, and for for the listeners and viewers out there, Pam's awesome. <laughs> well, thank you. Shout out to Pam. Yeah. Right. Well, she's shout right here. So I don't know if we need to shout out to her. Yeah, high five, Pam. Yeah, that's right. We can high five her. Yeah, you can give knuckles. <laughs> so, so that's and, and that really gets us to where we are. So, what we've been doing um, since we've rolled out the franchise uh, model is we've really been now focusing on okay. How as a company are we going to support our franchisees? Mm-hmm. How what are we going? And we're we're we're, we're constantly tweaking what we're doing Absolutely. and refining yeah. it. Um, we had a conversation the other day. One of the core principles of of the company is flexibility. Yes. If yeah. someone wants something, we're going to do it. We're going to figure out a way to do it. Mm-hmm. And we're going and we are approaching the the fundraising market uh, differently than most companies are. So we have a. Very robust digital uh, digital marketing uh, methods yeah. and how we actually generate fundraisers and how we actually make those fundraisers work. Yeah, could you walk through that? that yeah. Uh, um, well, go ahead. Go ahead, Rich. No, I, I was just going to say I, I do want to dive into that a little bit. Mm-hmm. I want to um, uh, obviously CG three battery fundraising is a unique franchise opportunity in the fundraising sector. That in itself makes you unique. Right. Uh, but what else makes your franchise model and your business model unique if someone was considering, like you said, sure. becoming their own business owner and franchise? Yeah. Uh, so there's lots of franchises in models in the sort of the segment that we are at, uh, the investment segment that we are at, that, that say they offer support to the franchisee. Okay, we're mm-hmm. we're gonna we're gonna offer you leads. We're gonna do all of this kind of stuff. Um, we're going to make sure you have all of the um, support that you need. Uh, we've really taken it 
to heart and we've taken it to the next level. So Mm -hmm. for instance, uh, we have, uh, again, and with, with the help of Robert Edwards, Mm -hmm. uh, um, and Pam, by the way, (laughs) uh, we have, uh, we, we, we have, uh, developed a lead generation, um, digital marketing campaign Mm. where we generate leads for the actual franchisee. Yeah. Excellent. Um, we also, we also have your, your local regional and national presence where we, we show up at national trade shows we 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 um um also uh, uh, an interesting thing for this uh, that i can announce today because we finished the agreement all right we got a night. scoop here yeah a scoop, yeah <laughs> so one of the things we do differently um uh, and it ties into the franchisees world but mm-hmm. it also has a fundraiser piece of it. so one of the things we do differently than other fran the other fundraising companies out there is we've actually developed several corporate relationships or partnerships with uh, providers mm-hmm. that provide things to schools. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we have a thermoplastics playground company where we help promote them and we become really basically a, f- a finance arm for that company wow. for if a, if a school doesn't have the, and, and this is also the 3d printer guys. And we do, yeah. we do several other different styles of companies, but right. what we, what we basically are is we do a joint marketing type of proposal mm-hmm. where we market them, they market us. Yeah. We become a finance arm for a school that can't afford uh, uh, for instance, the the product that's being offered, okay, yeah. or doesn't have the, or they want it now, but they can't wait for the next year's budget. For, right, okay. right. So we've been right. talking with a company uh, that uh, the brand name of what they provide is Shockbox. Okay. And what yeah. it is is it's concussion sensors. Okay, huh. something ex- very hot topic right very now. Very hot topic yeah, yeah. right now, um, so. and not just you know you, you gravitate towards football, sure. right? Right. But you've got lacrosse, uh, you've got uh, field hockey, you've got regular hockey. Any time right. where even believe it or not, cheer- contact cheerleading, right? Oh, yeah. You wouldn't think right. cheerleaders get concussions, but they do because sure. uh, they get dropped on on right. their head, okay. unfortunately, right. uh, doing all those flips. Well, well I was we, on the checkers and chess team. I don't know if that uh, <laughs> <laughs> depends on how. <laughs> Oh, yeah. How heated that game gets. <laughs> exactly, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Definitely. But uh, so we, we, um, we've been working with and, and we've, we've entered into a sort of a joint marketing mm-hmm. and joint uh, a collaborative, well, collaborative uh, relationship with Shockbox. Shockbox. Mm-hmm. Uh, where they're, they're going gonna, gonna to use us as their fundraising arm so they can actually get into uh, access into more schools, into more um, local Pop Warner leagues, uh, those awesome. kind of things. Right. Uh, um, and the price points all match up really really well what you can raise with a fundraiser versus uh what you can raise with a uh what what the what the cost of the product is and then we're also going to for instance if uh we can give give schools discounts on those and and that ties into on the on the on their product okay to to and there's a whole without doing the whole show on it but there's two key points to this that i wanted to raise okay the first Mm -hmm. point is it fits into our we like doing things that that uh I swear yeah. I turn that off. Yeah. <laughs> it happens all the time. Yeah. We we we, uh, we 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 tie into um, we tie into doing good things for good people yeah. and, mm-hmm. and helping people raise funds and, and, and yeah. those kind of things. But mm-hmm. also from a franchisee perspective, what it really does is it's it's just another way to generate Absolutely. business that isn't yeah. what other people are doing. And and as we grow and as we uh, continue down this process, we're going to find other things like that. Yeah. Now, as as a franchise advisor and I specialize in helping clients that are considering franchise ownership, some of the things that I look at mm-hmm. in a franchise, um, you've already hit on, right? Um, if it's a fragmented market, uh, 
great, you know, industry, right, to, to be in, no leader. Um, that's where franchising can work really well, and that's where CG3 is stepping in. Uh other other things that you take into consideration as a franchise advisor, you're saying, what is the franchise we're doing uh, from a support standpoint? Right. Love the fact that you, you're right. Um, every anyone who's considering business ownership, one of the first questions they need to be asking themselves is. How am I going to go about acquiring my customers, right? Any business. So the fact that you are making that top of mind for your franchisees, uh, putting together a digital marketing program that's going to drive leads to your franchisees on that level. Uh, Also, like you said, forming these business partnerships that are also going to help create stronger Mm -hmm. credibility, drive leads, and and the fun of always just already giving back. Right. other unique, I guess, criteria that I see uh, in CG3, and and you let me know if, if I'm on the right lines here, is the fact that um, there are a lot of concepts that are out there that are out there that are home based, right? Right. CG3 is home based. We know mm-hmm. that. Uh, there aren't many that fall in the fundraising sector. We've already mentioned that. Uh, but uh, but what is also unique about um, it's affordable to get into. Yeah. Uh, so you have really created what I refer to as a franchisee-friendly business model. Mm-hmm. And uh, let me just tell you a couple things that come to mind when I think of a franchisee-friendly business model. Uh, it's an affordable concept mm-hmm. that you're able to get into where you're easily, easily going to be able to recoup your investment, right? right. Uh, large protected territories. Talk to me about that. Why did you choose to offer such large protected territories? The well, the short answer to to the question is is it, what's important for us um, is this is a distribution model for us. Mm-hmm. We're not. I'm going to say this on the franchise show, right? That's okay. We're not in the business of selling franchises. Okay, mm-hmm. we are in the business of creating a distribution model that is not only successful for us, but I wanted to create little local businesses in each one of these territories. Right. Okay. Uh, in order in, in order to do that, and, and when I mean a little local business, I mean you control your territory. Your territory is your business. Mm-hmm. We provide the support, and we can talk a little bit later about what we do and what the franchisee does is, is, is a balance to give you, give you a good idea sure. about what – to make it as easy as we can for a franchisee, okay? Um, but it is, it is. I want this to be a little business in that territory mm-hmm. that can grow and can be scalable yeah. just like our business is scalable, right? Sure. So, so in order to do that, okay, we could have done, and there are models out there where, where you have franchisee upon franchisee and, and you really don't have enough uh, pasture to support not just a okay. Right. This is a sales organization type of thing. Okay, this is a business. This mm-hmm. is this is will generate enough revenue for employees. This will generate enough revenue for for expanding, trying different things. In mm-hmm. order to do that, you have to have enough runway um, as a, for a franchisee. And so, when we create these territories, um, your average typical state will have two or three territories. That's right, it. which is very unusual in the franchise very space. Unusual. Right. Uh, again, getting back to those large protected territories, giving someone the opportunity to create a business, their own mm-hmm. business, inside of a, a larger business. For sure. And uh, you mentioned something else, distributor model. Mm-hmm. That's also a very unique, uh, let's say, approach to how you've created your, your financial model. Right. So there are no royalties. Nope. 
All right. So how does everybody make money? Kind of walk <laughs> me through this. We have the franchisor. You're the franchisor. Obviously, you're the manufacturer of the product. Right. And handle the fulfillment. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But talk to me about the model. Well, there's a chain, okay? There's mm-hmm. like, sort of like a, a, a chain of events that happen, okay? So you're, let's, let's start with the... Let's start with the fun, fundraising organizations themselves. For every assortment pack and for every clamshell, uh, another product that we use, and everyone can go to fundraisingpower.org and see our products and what we use during the fundraisers. And, uh, Say that site again. Fundraisingpower.org. Okay. Okay, and that will give you a real good idea of all of the, the products that we have. It's not just an assortment pack. It's, yeah. a, it's a different battery offerings that we right. offer. But uh, so the fundraising organization in and of itself, uh, that fundraising organization will make uh, – a certain profit off of every one of the products that are sold in the fundraiser. So for instance, for these assortment packs, it's $10. So for every one of the wow. assortment packs, yep. the, the, the school or the church or the choir or the band or the church or the nonprofit, they'll all make, they make $10 a piece. And wow. then there's another figure for sure. the clamshells. Um, so that's how they make their money. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, shipping to them is free. Shipping uh, wow. of the order forms, branding, everything that we do is, is absolutely free okay. to the school. Okay. Wow. No pre-product purchases, no minimums, no, no nothing. It's, it's as simple as it gets. <laughs> Charles said no nothing. Yeah. No, no, you can quote, quote you on that. Yeah. I am actually in Atlanta. So I'm, <laughs> yeah. And I'm being a George, George, Georgia boy myself. Well, that, that shipping, this is not a lightweight uh, widget here or whatever. Yeah. So to no. do free shipping is pretty awesome. Yeah. It, it, and it, and, it, and it, it's done. It has to be that way for sure. simplicity reasons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we try to make it as simple and is no-brainer for the uh, fundraising organization. Right. All the parties, yeah. Right. So now you're at the franchisee level. That's right. Franchisee, um, uh, for every assortment pack and for every clamshell that's sold through a fundraiser, okay, um, they, they, they make a certain profit. Okay. A certain, okay. There's a number there. Yeah. Okay. So, so – Ten million for one and a million for another. Okay, right. So, so and and then the, then that is their their profit. Okay, and then whatever expenses they have, which will tie into our discussion about what we do versus what they do, right. um, uh, will uh, uh, will that, that covers out of that profit, and then the balance. Is ours that okay, makes sense. and that covers our operations. Sure. So, what do we do? A good, you know, good segue. What do we do for a franchisee? Okay, what does a franchisee do, and what do we do? Franchisee owns the territory. Franchisee does the marketing in the territory. Mm-hmm. Other than our national and uh, um, efforts and our in our lead generation, those sure. kind of things, sure. becomes the face of CG three in that territory. Mm-hmm. They are CG three in the territory. Right. right. Uh, what do we do? Okay, we we handle all of the product. The franchisee does not touch the product. So, no, regarding inventory, right? All of the no fulfillment and right. wow. everything is happening yeah. on right your out, side, the franchisor's side. Yep, it all comes out of our our facility here in Atlanta. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, and we ship direct to the schools. Wow. Uh, or or the organization. organization. Yeah. yeah. The all of the artwork, the branding, um, all of that stuff is done in house on our side, not wow. the franchisee side. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, not a small thing because no. once you start adding more uh, organizations that are uh, for fundraising, you got to 
start all uh, right. endless email exchange about artwork and all that other stuff. Right. Yeah. The, the process is easier than what you think when it comes to the artwork side. Uh, once you get a logo and you create a design for them, and we have standard designs that we start with. But, but if you guys are doing that in-house, that's all completely off the table then mm-hmm. for the franchise. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's it's, uh, it's it, being able to, you know, you don't have to know the programs that do it. Right. You don't have to know how to do it in a way that the commercial what printers. What file and, yeah. yeah. Uh, that right. we have, and we we print in house the, all the labels, so we have commercial grade uh, nice. label printers that that create that right. uh, high definition. We can do photos, you, you name it. So we we handle all of that, um, all of the customer service. Uh, if there is a, a um, if there is a, 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 I don't want to say a complaint because honestly, well, tracking have, on an order or something yeah, like that. All that, that yeah. stuff's handled in house with us, right? Okay, um, and then and then. The the uh, the last thing that the franchisee will do is since they're the face of CG three in that mm-hmm. territory, um, their their role is to develop the fundraising program for that individual. And we'll stick with schools for a second sure. for that individual school, right? Sure. So they'll sit with the uh, um, with with the PTO. Uh, they'll sit with the principal, whatever the case may be, and say, okay, what's worked in the past. Right. What hasn't worked in the past? What can we do to make sure that this is successful? Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. What can we do to to uh, um, drive from our end not just the number of kids that participate in the fundraiser because that's a key portion. Sure. But the number of products each one of those kids sells. If you can, and what we do differently than other fundraising companies is we focus on that. Okay, right. and, and that and, and that is a collaborative uh, event between the organization and the franchisee with our complete support. Understand? It's almost like the franchisee is not only the face of CG three, but they're they're really a fundraising consultant. Oh, for sure. Uh, right, and they've got a quality product, uh, you know, for to be able to be representative. So um, I kind of want to wrap up this uh, this particular okay. segment, and I, I want to understand for those that are out there and you've piqued their interest in becoming a franchisee. And asking themselves, well, do I fit the profile? What is it you're looking for in a franchisee? That's a good question. Yeah. You're good at this. Yeah. <laughs> She's done it before. I want to know what clamshell is also. You're talking about clamshells earlier? Really? What is that? <laughs> we'll come back it's to the that. own jargon. We're going to okay, come back, we'll come to, back that. to that. Yeah. Fundraisingpower.org. And you'll see the pictures. You'll see okay. in the, the descriptions and all the good stuff. But, okay. But, now uh, back to Pam's question. Already <laughs> in progress. Yeah. yeah. Pam's question. Mm-hmm. Profile. Yeah. 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 Uh, so because this is a distribution model for mm-hmm. us and we're not in the business of selling franchises as our primary goal, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, the, the, the people that we attract are absolutely key to us as an organization, but also other franchisees, because there's a whole collaborative franchisee network that, uh-huh. that they all they 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 meet monthly. They what's working on with you? What can we do? Okay, what can, okay that that whole kind of stuff. Uh, we are looking for, uh, like I said, uh, uh, salespeople uh-huh. that that are good at sales. We're looking for business executives and business people that that are that understand how from soup to nuts a process will work. Uh, because even though sure. it's fundraising, it's it's a business, right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So you got you approach it like a business. So you approach how you acquire customers, how you handle the customer service piece, how you customize the offering to mm-hmm. these schools is a business process. Sure. So we're looking for for people that are driven that enjoy that. Um, and and we're also we're also looking for and as as not just a side point but as a key 
point, uh, uh, our key quality that we're looking for. Mm-hmm. You got to want to help organizations mm-hmm. raise money because that's yeah. really sort of the 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 key for us and it should be the key for our franchisees as well so and there's a you know not to sound too corny about it but there's definitely a feel-good factor when you can help a school do something that they weren't able to do before when you can make a pto mom's life so much easier by handling all the back end of the the fundraising piece Mm -hmm. there's a lot of joy in that rich who do you think he just described ah um I don't know. <laughs> I wasn't. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm thinking of somebody that may be in the room, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. What do you think? Is I, this I, the scoop? I have, I have, this is the scoop. This okay, is yeah. what I've been waiting for my debut because I'm really excited, very, very excited to announce that I personally have chosen to become a CG3 battery fundraising franchisee. Wow. Yes. And I'm, at, and I'm very Wait a minute. Ex- we do the drum roll now? Oh, or after? Let's yeah. go for it. <laughs> so you heard it first here on Franchise Business Radio. So uh, this is exciting news. I know. We've been all biting at the chomp to uh, to get the, the word out on this. It's been a, a bit of a scoop, and you've been very excited about this. Very much. We've had a few phone calls and emails about this. So um, so this is pretty big news. So uh, talk to us about um, you as a franchise consultant of all the franchises you've you know come across in the past. What mm-hmm. kind of got your attention here? Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and we kind of started going down that path yeah, a little yeah. bit. Uh, you know, you're right. Um, obviously, I see many different franchise yeah. concepts out there. And as a franchise broker, uh, you frequently are looking at different models. And um, a couple things that really appealed to me that we, we've already mentioned, yeah, you you know, mentioned obviously yeah. the industry, fragmented market. Mm-hmm. This is a ground level opportunity. I am a builder. I very much uh, enjoy contributing and getting on that level. Uh, naturally, I was looking for something that's going to complement my current business. I liked the fact that this is uh, home based low overhead. Um, I liked the financial model, uh, obviously the high return on investment, and like Charles already alluded to, the opportunity to really build my own business, really build my own business, have an uh, an asset, um, and you, Charles, provides that opportunity. Um, Other key things that I look for in a business model, uh, not only is the opportunity, but reoccurring revenue. Right, and the opportunity to have that reoccurring re- revenue uh, programs that are being put in place to put a franchisee in a position for success. So I ultimately was really, really able to see Charles' vision and and really where you're where you're going and what you're planning to achieve. And I wanted to be a part of that. Uh, yeah, I would say another thing, um, obviously, and a big, big reason, uh, Charles was I looked at Charles's leadership. Right. Um, I, t- I took a look at that, and I, and I said, okay, what, what do I want to get involved with? Who do I want to get involved with? And I really liked uh, what Charles was sharing with me. Oh, stop. <laughs> He's turning red. He's getting as red as his shirt here. Uh, but that's really important, especially for a ground-level franchise opportunity. You want to know that the appropriate leadership is in place. Well, if I was considering this as a franchise, I'm thinking I'm listening to a person with uh, your 20 years uh, in franchising. You've uh, the business acumen that you have, uh, but also in the nice last nine to 10 years, specializing in clients, find that right franchise. And this just checks all those boxes yeah. in many ways. And I had a couple of questions maybe for both of you all along this line. So uh, you're eliminating the real estate issue with, with associated a lot of franchise, right? Yeah, that, that is right, correct. Right, yeah. yep, this you don't is, have to have a footprint and you know that real estate involved. Um, what about um, employees and uh, inventory? We we talked about that, right? Yeah, so, are you looking at a lot of employees involved in this operation, or? Well, you're eliminating the the real estate piece of it. R- big you're, time. You're eliminating the 
equipment capital investment piece. That's of it. true. Yeah, mm-hmm. you are, um, and it is a scalable model, right? Yeah, because you're not involved in the production of it. No, That's no, right. you're yeah. not involved in the production of it. So when you're ready to bring on employees, when you're ready right. to grow the business, and uh, uh, again, we have enough runway or pasture for yeah. you to do so uh, in your territory, you can bring on employees. You can create that business as needed. Yeah, as needed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So with that, uh, I mean, with that being said. Um, and with the with the business that is obviously we're contributing to that we are going to be growing and developing. And uh, Charles alluded to this also is this his philosophy as a franchisor and the culture he wants to create is one of openness, collaboration, and flexibility. Right. And that really resonated with me too. Uh, another thing that really resonated with me was the type of business which you already mentioned there too, Charles was, which is really the the opportunity and the idea of serving the community and uh, raising money for important causes. Uh, you know, uh, very important. Yeah, very important. That resonated with me as well. Uh, but with that being said, what I'd like to do is, is we've been talking about the franchise side of things. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd like to. We only have a you know a little bit more time here. I want to go to the other side. Okay. I want to talk about uh, what it is we're offering okay. to the fundraising organizations. Right. Uh, you, you've brought up a name a couple of times. Um, well, first and foremost, let me back up and say, and say one key mission that we are trying to achieve as a company that helps fundraising organizations is we want to help them reach their fundraising goals, right? Right. And we want to do this by increasing participation mm-hmm. and increasing product sales. Right. So the big question is how, right? Right. 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 How do we go about doing that? How we go about doing that is fundraising power, right? Right. Uh, So for those of you that are listening, please (laughs) go to Facebook and uh, find find the fundraising power page and like us. Um, But one of the things that Charles and I have been talking a lot about is when we think about a fundraising event, it's really important for it to come from a platform of what we has coined as the fundraising-centric approach, mm-hmm. right? So what do we mean by that? The, the fundraising-centric approach. Um, in a fundraising event, really, you, you really have three important uh, fundraising segments, right? Okay. You've got basically three customer segments is the easiest right. way to think about it, three different customers. One, we have the organization, right? The organization that's trying to raise money, as well as the fundraiser organizer who's spearheading that effort, not an easy task. The second fundraisee segment or customer segment are the volunteers, right? right? You got the fundraiser organizer, you have the parents, you have the children, all of those that are actually actively involved in raising the funds. Your troops on the ground. Their troops on the ground. And then the third, the third party in all of that in this, you know, fundraising sector, we have to get the donors themselves, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, People we're actually going to, the friends, the families, the neighbors who are being asked to donate money. And receiving the the, the, uh, product. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. So on that note, receiving the product, Underneath our fundraising power program, what we're really trying to focus on are what are some key best practices to achieve an increase in participation mm-hmm. and an increase in product sales. Right. 
key one that we've really focused a lot on is the quality of the product, right? Right. Definitely a best practice, right? Mm-hmm. So that that's a big differentiator. Offering a quality quality product is going to be happy to the donor mm-hmm. who's actually purchasing the product, uh, and at a discounted price, right? The, right. the batteries are actually they're receiving batteries at uh, almost fifty percent less than they typically would in a retail store, right? Correct. Uh, also, uh, not only are we pleasing now when we go back to that fundraisee segment, so now not only pleasing our donors, but in addition to that, we've made our fundraising organizer happy. Mm-hmm. We've made our volunteers happy because they're the ones promoting and representing the product. Absolutely. So so huge. So just just there, that basic best practice is, is we could check that box, right? Um, mm-hmm. Quality product and and having something that everyone is happy with. The right. donor, fundraiser, organizer, as well as the volunteers. Yeah, and, and just to, there are two things that, that highlight what we do. Okay, yes. uh, We talked earlier about the collaboration where basically the franchisee will sit with the uh, fundraising organization and figure out what's, how that's going to work, how right. it's going to custom. We're going to do a custom product for you or custom program for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other things that we do, we give everyone a tips and tricks guide that uh, that lays out what we've learned and, and best practices from a how's your fundraiser going to be successful. And then we offer them tools. Okay, right. we offer them different things that that you don't necessarily get at other uh, with other fundraising companies. So we have a landing page, which is an e-commerce site that ties into our back e-commerce site. That's branded also, by the way, to the school. Nice. Very important. Not yeah. only does that allow you to fundraise and and which generates better sales for the organization, better revenue for the franchisee, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. locally. Okay, but we're taking these local fundraisers and we're making them national now. You can share that link to this fun to this uh, landing page throughout social media you can send it to grandma that's in boise idaho and she (laughs) and and then we will ship directly over a one-off just to grandma in boise and this is so huge and and let me explain why and we're kind of going off in in different Mm. tangents so um, another key practice for the fundraising power is just like you said it's it's the maintenance right right it's actually the fundraiser maintenance ease so being able to provide them with the tools and the guide on best tips and practices mm-hmm. to be effective in running that fundraiser. But when we say tools, we're talking about the online donor portal. Right. We're talking about the order cards. Mm-hmm. We're talking about managing the entire fulfillment of wow. it, mm-hmm. all the way down to the shipping. And we take it a step further. And if any fundraising <laughs> organizers are out here listening to this, this is going to really, really excite them. Yes, we do the pre-assortment of the product by participant. Correct. So say we'll explain. Huge. Okay, let me tell explain me that. if yeah, explain that. Yeah, basically what that means is is once uh, when the product is shipped to the fundraising organization, you can imagine it then needs to be distributed right. to all of the donors that actually purchase the product. So to have it already pre-organized, pre-sorted for your donor based upon the 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 participant that sold it saves a ton of time okay, and allows it, yeah. for a lot of distribution ease. Yeah, because if somebody buys five five pack, they get bundled that five pack to be delivered based on... Uh, okay. That's right. exactly yeah. right. So, again, another key best practice when it comes to fundraising power. Uh, a third key item, because I'm going to go back to our, our mission here, right? right? And that is to increase participation and product sales. Yeah. 
Charles, you just hit on something, which is not only the online donor portal. It really what we're doing is is rich. We're expand. Uh, we're expanding our reach, and this is what I mean by that. Uh, you used a great example. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a personal story. Okay. Um, I have a, a nephew. His name's Heath. He lives in Asheville, North Carolina. He just recently had to do a fundraiser. And they were, their product, coupon books, local coupon right. books. Guess what cannibalized him? He could not sell local coupon books to Aunt Pam in Georgia, Grandma in Ohio, Uncle Jeff in Florida. That's true. So so all of a sudden, he could have easily had 10 additional product sales just by being able to have an extended reach. That's a great point. And having an online donor portal to be able to do that. And that goes back to the ease for the poor parents. I always think about the parents (laughs) in this situation. And and also all the candies that are typically sold. So this is calorie-free? That's what you're saying? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Unless you sprinkle the white (laughs) little stuff on your food like we talked about earlier. And and the shelf life was was an issue with a lot of uh, similar type products that people... You know, you talk about logistics and just real quickly. uh, Take cookie dough as a good example. Cookie dough has to remain frozen. Big time. Mm -hmm. So the order has to come in. You have to be there. It's very time you, sensitive. You have to mm-hmm. does, does, Yeah, you have to do. I mean, you, it's a whole logistical process where we don't have that. But the other thing about that portal, just also real quickly, is it not only does it take a local fundraiser and give it national reach, right? Yes. Yeah. It also allows you to run a continuous fundraiser. So you can run your fundraiser, mm. and we keep that portal up for as long as you want us to keep it up. So that order yeah. page stays up. Forever. Is that what you were talking about? You alluded to earlier what intrigued you as a uh, potential franchisee coming Uh on board is the ongoing residual income. Does that mm-hmm. speak to that? that so that? you could do a one-time campaign, but those orders could kind of have Absolutely. additional shelf life. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. If, uh, Grandma in Boise yeah. tells uh, Aunt Pat she could order one <laughs> at the same website, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Now, typically with the fundraiser, there there is a set time. You know, sure, yeah. it, it is an event, but you're right. You can t- have it carry on. And one of the things that makes, and we're going to go back to our fundraising power, uh, key best practices, um, is having something we're trying to increase participation, right? So how do we increase participation? Very often you do that with incentive programs. So uh, another thing, again, this goes back to Mm -hmm. Charles' philosophy and also his commitment to us wanting to make sure that these fundraisers are being successful. What uh, Charles has stepped in and said, you know what? In order to make a fundraiser successful, very often there needs to be an incentive program. Yeah, that so goal, what, that target. Yeah, yeah, goal. And, and to keep people motivated, yeah, yeah. to keep them excited, to increase that participation. And one of the things Charles has offered up is he says, do you know what I want to do? I actually want to also give into the fundraiser. And okay. how I'm going to do that is I'm going to give 10% of the product sales to go toward an incentive budget and to allow that fundraiser organizer to right. collectively work with the franchise consultant, the franchisee, on what's the best to be way creative. to use that budget. Yep. Right. Yeah, and, and, that, and, and that funds the ability for the front, like you said, the franchisee to sit with the organization to to implement something that's going to work. Because what you have right now in in take a, your standard elementary school fundraiser right. is there's these little tchotchkes. Right, right. right. You sell five of this, you get this. Get a sell, whistle. Yeah, put your hand <laughs> in, put your hand in the dinosaur's mouth and see what comes out. Type of thing. Right, uh, right. And 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 while that's exciting for the kids, who you really need to drive to be successful in these in these fundraisers are the parents the teachers the the organizations and to give them the ability to 
custom create a, a what they think is going to work and using our experience and using the franchisees experience uh, is 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 a game changer really. Agreed. Well, and I know this Agreed. is very early on. I don't know if you have an example of that or maybe in a future show like what an example of an incentive uh, that a school or that PTO might uh, look to incorporate. We are, we're going to we're going to do that as an add-on okay. uh, because that that could be a whole oh, yeah. show in itself actually. The stories from the uh, fundraisers. Sure. It could be a whole show in itself. Uh, one other thing, but um, along the lines of the incentive programs and things like that, that also feeds into what I consider to be a, a key best practice for fundraising power are, are just having fun, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, like you said, putting the F-U-N in fundraising, right? Well, and speaking of that, I was thinking earlier when you were talking about the franchisee perspective, yeah. a lot of times you get excited about a, a franchise, but then you realize all the moving parts to it that you've taken off the table, right? Because right. now i got to design the logo and so forth, and i got to deliver the product. Product and I sure. got to handle the, the shipping and so forth. And that puts the fun for the franchisee. Absolutely. Right? That's, yeah. that's my game plan. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I'm, uh, I'm going to trademark that, by the way. <laughs> exactly. Just let you guys know. <laughs> and, and, I mean, well, I stepped away and got the uh, domain name while you weren't right. looking. Yeah. We got the fundraisee and the fun and fundraise. Right. Right. We're, right. we are, we are on it. Um, but I do, I do think that's a big component of it. And and batteries may not be sexy, but you can have a lot of fun with the theme. Right. You can have a lot of fun with the branded, custom branded boxes, all mm-hmm. the way from I like to say Volt to Victory, fundraising <laughs> power, get charged up. Right? There's so many fun themes well, you can create. We just finished a fundraiser down in the Jacksonville area, uh, where for a church that uh, where. Where they, we we realize that that having a theme for a fundraiser is 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 important. It's it's right. critical. So we actually use the charge up for the playground as a, as one of our franchisees came up with that, and uh, it was very successful. It really let the participants get behind not only the purpose, but it was sort of fun with the logos and the art that we created with it. Absolutely, I love it. Uh, we are we are going to have to. Uh, we could go on and on. Obviously, you can hear the excitement in our voices mm. about this emerging franchise opportunity, and the excitement in my voice uh, to be a CG3 battery fundraising franchisee. Uh, so I guess if anyone is interested in learning more about becoming a franchisee, feel free to either call myself, uh, you know, Pamela Curry. I'm always accessible to you at eight four seven nine seven zero eight seven six five, and naturally you can always reach out to me uh, via email. Email address is Pam at franchise intellect.com and I'm still here as your franchise advisor as well nothing has changed on that front Charles if someone wanted to reach you how would they go about doing that uh, the fundraisingpower.org for the website okay excellent uh, search for fundraising power on Facebook and make sure you like us please <laughs> that's important I've been told uh, uh, if you want to call the our, our main number it's 678-247-1323 is, is our main company number um and uh, we can we can get you pointed in the right direction if you're in a territory with one of our franchisees as well. And and let me say first of all, thank you for having oh, me. Oh, so I'll happy forget to, to say if show. I don't. And more importantly, I haven't had an opportunity to say how excited we are that you're a franchisee. Thank you. Um, thank because you. Because when we talked about the what you do and what you need in a, a ideal candidate, you're that and more. So we're very excited for working with you. Well, thank you. Woo-hoo! <laughs> 
Thank you, Charles. That means a lot to me. I'm very excited. And, and just in closing, I, I do want to um, just kind of come from the desk of Ken Douglas here, a message from Ken. Um, Ken, even though he wasn't able to join us here in the studio, he did share with us that he went to the uh, International Franchise Association Convention in Phoenix a couple weeks ago, and apparently it was the highest attendance for a non-Las Vegas event. Uh, so, wow, big news there. And uh, his takeaway from all the keynotes and the meetings, one point that really stood out and was very clear that franchising is exploding. And all the economic indicators are strong, um, not only in the economy, but franchising as well. So we like to hear that, right? Those are some really positive signs. Uh, For those of you that are listening and wanting to know what upcoming events are occurring, we have the Multi-Unit Franchising Conference being sponsored by Franchise Update Media. That is happening in Las Vegas April 3rd through the 6th at Caesars Palace. Another event coming up right here in our own backyard is Women's Franchise Network, which is on Tuesday, April 24th. That's Tuesday, April 24th. Even though it's a Women's Franchise Network, men are invited. So please do not let that um, preclude you from joining us. That is from 6 to 8 p.m. at City Club in Buckhead. And last but not least, there is also a Franchise Consumer Marketing Conference that's happening on June 9th. 19th through the 21st at the Intercontinental Hotel right here in Buckhead, right? Right across the street from the studio. Um, So with that being said, I think we are going to go ahead and sign off. And I just want to say thanks to our listeners for tuning in to the Franchise Business Radio Show. Once again, to learn more about franchising opportunities and or fundraising power, please contact me, Pamela Curry, at 847-970-8765. I guess I'm officially not only uh, the host of Franchise Business Radio, not only the franchise advisor that wants to guide you, but I'd be happy to be your fundraising consultant, too. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you again for joining Pam Curry and her guests on the Franchise Business Radio Show, sponsored by Franchise Intellect, a full-service franchise consulting and development firm. More info at FranchiseIntellect.com. Also made possible in part by Social Joey, the social media experts that provide a hyper-local presence for your franchise. More info at SocialJoey.com. Use the social media links here to share today's show. And check out more episodes at FranchiseBusinessRadio.com. 